the latest edition of the On the 50-Yard Line podcast, where we take a look at what's going on in the high school football scene around the Savannah area with some a look back at last week and a look back, a look ahead at what's coming up in the in this coming week this Friday night. So this week we've got uh, we got some pretty good games on the slate for this week in week 6 with uh, some some big time rivalries like Calvary Calvary Days hosting Savannah Christian and South Effingham is playing at Effingham County. Savannah Christian at Calvary Day should be a good one. Calvary Day is ranked number 3 among Class 3A teams by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and Savannah Christian has got to be pushing to be in that top 10 with a 4-0 record. Savannah Christian is coming off a 45-6, a dominating 45-6 win over Savannah Country Day last week, and Calvary Day beat Liberty County 48-27 after trailing by, I think, a touchdown at the half. Uh, This game's got so many different layers of that add to the intrigue. You know, we've got Baker Woodward, the Savannah Christian coach, who was Calvary Day quarterback back in the day of his, in his prep playing days. And Calvary Day has picked up former Savannah Christian coach Donald Chumley as a defensive assistant this year, along with Russell DeMossi, who was a quarterback in his playing days at Savannah Christian and was the uh, offense assistant at Savannah State, who many thought should have gotten the job to lead the Tigers after he's an interim coach there, but he's passed over, and now his, he's the offense coordinator at Calvary Day. Calvary Day has got so much talent. Uh, they've been affected by the weather, having one game canceled, and and then another that only went through the third quarter when they beat uh, Eagles Landing Christian, a Division Two A powerhouse. So their stats aren't up there where you would think they'd be just because they haven't had the reps. But they have the players that can put up the numbers and guys like Jake Merklinger, the four-star quarterback, and his classmate Michael Smith at tight end. They're both juniors, both four-star recruits. Sophomore Dupa Coleman has really come on strong and established himself as one of the best playmakers in the state of Georgia. He has a lot of power five uh, offers, and, and he's – playing really well this year. He's good for a couple couple highlight real plays every game. Jalen Scott anchors that offensive line at center. He's one of the underrated guys in the area with a number of offers from smaller schools. Then on the defensive side of the ball, they have UCF commit Troy Ford Jr., uh, Manning, middle linebacker, and one of the captains of the team, along with Duke commit Terry Simmons Jr., uh, who is a senior, <laughs> as a defensive tackle. A.J. Butts is another one to watch at linebacker. He's also kind of taken over the, the number one running back role after Donovan Johnson moved on to IMG Academy down in Florida. So Butts is one of the best two-way players in the area, and Trevor Strobridge is also another good two-way guy who's been doing well, getting some reps at running back, and is also one of the best safeties in the area. Savannah Christian has been just dominating its opponents, outscoring its opponents in four games, 217 to 25. They've got a offensive line with all four starters returning, including uh, Jeff Hudspeth on that line. Three seniors that have really been doing a good job. They're not huge, but they know how to block and they know how to get that run game going. 
Uh, Savannah Christian is averaging 311 yards rushing per game behind Zoe Smalls, a sophomore. He's got 465 yards and eight touchdowns rushing. And Kenry Wall, who has 268 yards and four touchdowns. Those two guys have combined to score 18 touchdowns, total touchdowns on the season. And then Savannah Christian has a four-star recruit of their own and sophomore Elijah Griffin, defensive lineman, who's teaming up with Akeem Lane to form one of the best uh, line tandems in our area, if not the state. Junior linebacker David Boosie leads the team in tackles, and he also has three interceptions to go along with those 34 tackles. And he is also the team's leading receiver this year. He's doing pretty good on both sides of the ball. Sophomore Logan Brooking, whose father is the former Atlanta Falcons linebacker, has six and a half sacks as a sophomore. So he's he's one who's also emerging as a great playmaker on defense. Uh, Savannah Christian leads this overall series 26 to 17. And they have gone since Woodward took over four years ago. Savannah Christian has gone four and one against Calvary, including a playoff one in 2019. The Calvary won it last year, 21 nothing. It should be should be a great game. It's going to be packed. Get there early uh, to find a seat because this one will definitely be packed Friday night at Calvary. That's a 7:30 start. Another one that's guaranteed to be packed is South Effingham at Effingham County. This game will draw eight to ten thousand folks every year, and this. Effingham County is, is hosting it this year. South Effingham is two and one. Effingham County is two and two. Effingham County leads the overall series 16 to 12, and they've won five of the last seven meetings. The Rebels won last year 34 to nothing on the road. Junior Nate Hayes has stepped in for Effingham this year at quarterback, and he's been doing really well with 651 yards passing and uh, four touchdowns with just one interception. His favorite target is Keon Wallace, who's got a number of Power 5 offers. He has 13 catches for 235 yards and three scores. Jaden Evans is the team's leading rusher with 259 yards on the ground. Uh, Keyshawn McCarr helps lead a strong defense. He's up front on the line. And defensive backs, Timmy Brown and Ashley Thompson, lead one of the best secondaries in the area. Both of those guys have few offers, including Air Force. Each of them have them off of Air Force Academy. South Effingham has already equaled its win total from last year. The Mustangs are run only pretty much. They've only run, they've only passed the ball 10 times all season, but they're averaging 226 yards per game on the ground. Uh, senior Justin Martell leads that run game with 211 yards and three scores. He's averaging 8.8 yards per carry. So this should be a good game out there at Effingham County. Again, <laughs> Get there early. All, all you uh, Effingham County fans from the area know this one's going to be going to be sold out, packed. The Benedictine is back in action this week as the cadets go down to Jacksonville for the latest in their tough uh, non-region schedule. They play the Bowl School. Both the schools are two and two. I was looking this up on the uh, Georgia High School Football Historians Association, and Benedictine lead, leads the overall series six to one. But they haven't played since 1953 in Jacksonville. Uh, for those interested, BC won that game 40 to 12. Uh, the cadets are coming off a loss of 14 to 10 loss in the swamp to Ware County. And again, it was pouring rain the whole game from what I heard. 
So BC should be should be ready to get back out there. Junior Luke Cromanhawk, the junior quarterback who has already committed to Florida State. I'm I'm looking for him to have a, a big game in this one. And his favorite target is Jaquan Bryan, who's also doing more in the run game this year. The Minnesota commit is is one of the best big playmen in the state. He was at Minnesota this week for a recruiting visit. Hack Edwards, a junior, has been running, getting really tough yards on the ground for Benedictine. And sophomore Thomas Blackshear and and junior Nasir Samuel have emerged as big play guys for the cadets. That defense is anchored by Bryce Baker and Wilkes Albert, the junior linebackers. And senior Cole Simeon is holding things down up front for for a cadet defense that has played very well this year. I look for the cadets to, to win this one and get back on track in just their fifth game of the season before they start region play the following week against New Hampshire. Then we have Liberty County visiting Johnson at, at Savannah High. This, this one's going to be a Friday night at 730. Uh, this is a big one for the Adam Smashers. They haven't been off to a 3-1 and one start since 2000. And Derek Bonner has been doing a good job getting the getting Johnson going. They have a pair of good running backs. Amarion Scott leads the team with 398 yards rushing and four touchdowns. He had 175, a season high 175 last week in a win over Beach. Samari Dowdy, the speedster, who was second in the 3A state meet last year in the 100 meters, he's a uh, he's showing his. Ability as a receiver also. He has 141 yards receiving and three scores to go along with 103 yards on the ground and two more touchdowns. Look for those two guys to be featured in this game against Liberty County. Uh, Makari Stafford and Michael Elser are, are leaders on that defense for the Adams Smashers, and they have five different guys who made interceptions on the year. Liberty County played Calvary pretty tough for a while before the Cavs pulled away last week in that 48-27 to Cavalier win at Liberty County. Uh, the Panthers, uh, after winning their first two, they've lost two in a row now uh, to Pierce County the week before to a strong Pierce County squad. But they have a pretty strong offense with junior quarterback Carlos Singleton. He's He can run or pass, and he's got a, a great target in Ron Golden. Last year, Liberty County came came to Savannah and beat Johnson 22-20 to in an overtime game at Islands. And that, that I covered that game, and there were so many penalties. It was I've never seen a game with that many penalties in my life. Johnson had 219 yards on 27 penalties in that game. And Liberty County seemed disciplined compared to that, but they had 115 yards on 11. So, wow, that was 300 and. 27 yards and penalties or 330 yards about. That was incredible. So hopefully we won't see the flags flying as much as, as at this game, which we played at Savannah High. And it's a big one in Region 3-3A, uh, as both these teams could be looking for a playoff berth. Uh, and then on the Giza side of things, we have a, an interesting one. Memorial Day comes to play at St. Andrews. Both teams have won one game. Last week, Memorial Day had their first win of the season under new coach Jaha Taylor. So it was his first career win. Uh, junior quarterback Tyler Kendall went off in that game. He completed 20 of 26 passes for 302 yards and six touchdowns. I'm thinking that it's got to be a school record. He connected with Julian Zamora for four touchdowns in that game. So 
St. Andrews will be looking to slow down that combo, but they've got a combo of their own with the Edwards brothers. Sophomore Zayden Edwards is a dual-threat quarterback who's really improved with the passing game this year, and his favorite target is Zaire, a senior slot back. Those two guys were stars on the St. Andrews team that won the Giza State Championship in basketball last year. And this is a big one, the Crosstown Giza matchup for both schools. Memorial Day leads the overall series 12 to 5, and St. Andrews won it last week or last year in a 35 to 14 win. So that's, uh, that's what we got going this week. We'll, we'll get back on the podcast next week and let you know how these games went and look forward to see what's happening in week seven. Thanks for checking us out.